Sterling. You're listening to The Zero Hour. Rest your eyes. Exercise your imagination. Today, Glenn Taylor's suspenseful drama of a police woman with dangerous mission. Sisters of Satan. Broadcasting System presentation. The Zero Hour. Brought to you by the Ford Motor Company. Also by Sinoff, Tablets and Spray. Beechnut Chewing Tobacco and International Harvester. Hugh Downs with a Ford Car Buyers Report. The car buyers today are giving serious thought to the real cost of car ownership. Not only purchase price, but operating economy and trade-in value. What about operating economy? Well, consider gas mileage. Lots of Ford LTD owners have discovered that adjusting how they drive results in surprisingly good gas mileage. And consider maintenance. The estimated average cost for 50,000 miles of normal driving in the 74 LTD versus the 73 LTD can be as much as $182 less in scheduled maintenance. Compared to its nearest sales competitor, LTD maintenance schedule specifies fewer spark plug changes, fuel filter changes, and chassis lubes for more savings. The 1974 LTD is the best-selling car in its price class, evidence that for many it's the best solution to owning a full-size car. The well-made Ford. The closer you look, the better we look. Double, double toil and trouble. Fire burn and cauldron bubble was the chant of the three witches in the play Macbeth, stirring their hell broth as a prelude to evil doing. The witches in our story are women of the underworld. The cavern that is their domain is not in a hillside, but in a cheap boarding house in the decadent section of a large American city. Their witches brew the evil plans they are concocting. Now the devil enters the prompter's box, and the play begins. You want to see us, Mother Lewis? Yeah, come in. Go ahead, Rose. Thanks, Madeline. Close the door. Okay. Sit down. I want to talk to you both. Sure. Sit over here, Rose. Okay. Now, don't get sore at what I say, because it's for your own good. All right. First of all, as you know, anyone who's on our side of the law, or anybody who belongs to him, can always use this place for a pad. Ah, we know that. That's why I gave you both rooms when you come here. And you both your husbands, friends of mine. Al always spoke real good of you, Mother. Well, they ought to. But Al's dead, and Rose's guy's in the state pen, and for almost four months now, I've been carrying both of you. Look, you were both married to two of the best thieves in the business. You worked with them. Why don't you make that experience pay off? Well, could Madeline and me talk it over? Well, sure, go ahead. Kick it around. But like I say, I can't carry the two of you forever. And if you decide you want to get going, I know a job that can be pulled tonight. My name is Christina Modica. I'm a policewoman. 
My involvement in this Mother Lewis affair began shortly after a pawn shop had been robbed. I happened to be in Detective Captain Brad Willis's office just as he hung up the phone after talking with the hospital. Oh, thanks, Doc. Good. So long. Hi, Captain. Anything new? Oh, hello, Chris. I just got a call from the doctor at emergency. Jerry Lundy's okay. It shook up a little. What happened? Well, he'd been working on that camera store theft and went into a pawn shop to see if the stuff had been hawked. He heard the owner yell. He looked out the pay window at the back of the shop, saw this girl emptying a tray full of rings. Jerry headed out toward the front of the store. He didn't know there was a second girl behind the door. She shot the store owner, fired at Jerry, creased his arm, and slugged him in the back of the head. How's Jerry now? Look kind of woozy, but they think he'll be all right. Was the pawnbroker badly hurt? Pretty serious, I guess. He took a slug in the chest. Uh, well, did Jerry get a good look at either of the women? Only the one who conked him. He caught a glimpse of her as she fired at him. He thinks she's the wife of a stick-up guy named Ed Reynolds. He's doing time right now. I'm sending some mug shots over to Jerry at the hospital to refresh his memory. guys were out colder than Eskimo's feet. They couldn't have followed you. No one else saw it. Where's Mother Lewis? I brought the rings back here last night. She's going out to send some. Well, then you didn't run into any trouble after we split? No. Just took a bus and came home. Well, we never should have tried it. Well, we got the rings, so forget it, kid. Just hang loose. But the rings weren't worth shooting those guys for. Quit worrying, will you? Nobody will tie us into it. What makes you so sure? Well, for one thing, the hot shop owner's dead. Dead? Oh, my. That other man. Well, he's a cop. And he ain't dead. So what? Well, he must have a pretty good idea what we look like. Rose, Al always told me that cops have to be stupid or they wouldn't want to be cops. I don't care what Al said. When's Mother Lewis coming back? Why are you so anxious? I want my share of what she gets on those rings, and I want it quick. Why? Because I'm getting out of town. That's why. When I'd last talked with Captain Willis, I had no idea I'd be in on the case. But I wasn't too surprised. It was the day after I talked to the captain about the pawn shop fracas when I walked into his office and was greeted with... Hi, Chris. Just putting in a call for you. Oh? Well, what's up, Brad? Well, we're going to put you back in civvies for a while. A gun job for you. Oh, well, what is it? Let's begin by filling you in. Shoot. Well, first of all, Jerry's okay. Oh, that's good. And after taking a look at the mug shots I sent over to him, he positively identified the dame who winged and slugged him as Ed Reynolds' wife, Rose. Do well, you know where we can find her? We checked on the last known address that we had on her, but she'd moved. Maybe she's been corresponding with her husband in State Pen. Right on. We've already teletyped the warden and got a reply. Supposedly, she's living in a boarding house on 12th Street run by a dame called Mother Lewis. She caters to no one but crooks. Place is full of them. Are you getting a search warrant? No, Chris. We're getting a lady crook. Who? Me? Why, why not a warrant? Because if anyone from the police goes there, searches the place and doesn't find her, she'd really go under. <laughs> oh, I, I just can't walk up, ring the doorbell and say, How do you do, Mother Lewis? I'm looking for a room. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll see that you're well recommended by Ed Reynolds himself. Oh, you mean I have to go right to his wife, Rose? Right. Well, after all, I did want to be a policewoman. 
Maybe that's Mother Lewis. That's you, Mother? Yeah. Rose is here. I'll be right up. Am I glad she's home? I'm really worried. I've got to get that money and get out of this town. When did you get back? A little while ago. Where were you? Like I told Madeline, I went to an all-night movie. I saw the paper. You should have known better than to kill a guy. Well, it's done. How did you make out with the ring? Well, not as good as I figured. Some of them were phony. How much did you get for them? Two grand. I'd like my share right now, Mother Lewis. I'm leaving town. Let me have my money, will you? Don't get so uptight. Give me a chance. I got paid off in hundreds. Now, let's see. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. There you are. What's with the five? Three into two My take is 50%, sweetheart. Now, wait a minute. Look, who picked the job? Who fenced the stuff? I want my full share. You did the shooting, remember? Meaning you turned me in? That's exactly what I mean. You forget one thing. I still have your gun. Right here. Are you kidding? You'd better believe I'm not. Come on, hand it over. And I mean the whole 2,000. Okay. If you I had to do that, Madeline. I had to shoot her. Well, blame you. She was sure being unfair. Well, I'd done a lot of plain clothes work before, but I'd never tried to walk into a whole den of thieves and pretend I was one of them. The thought of going into that boarding house on 12th Street made me feel like a rabbit going into a nest of weasels. As I rang the doorbell, the adrenaline was shooting through me like a big gulp of whiskey. Yeah? Uh, hello, I am uh, looking for Mother Lewis. What do you want with her? You don't have to worry, sis. I came recommended. Oh? Well, come in. <laughs> Thanks. I... I think she's on the phone in her room. With the door closed, she can't hear you. You want us to go upstairs for her? No, no, I'll wait. Uh, I really wanted to see one of her uh, boarders. Yeah? Who's that? Rose Reynolds. What do you want to see Rose for? Her husband and my husband are good friends, okay? Is she around? Well, not right now. Um, what does your husband do? Well, uh, he's, uh, he's uh, traveling right now. Uh, in fact, he and Mr. Reynolds are away together. <laughs> Look, honey, you don't have to be embarrassed, man. I happen to know Ed Reynolds is in the state pen. Uh, is that where your husband is? Yeah. You don't have to hide nothing around here. We've all been through that. More than once. You too? Did you ever hear of Al Stone? 
The name's familiar. Uh, your husband didn't know him. More about him, all right. Actually, I was looking for Mrs. Reynolds, hoping I could, uh, I could get a room here until, uh, well, certain things uh, blew over. Who's that, Marilyn? Someone to see you. That's Mother Lewis. Oh, good. What do you want? My uh, husband and Ned Reynolds are uh, away together. Uh, he sent me to see Mrs. Reynolds. Rose has moved. Well, where'd she go? I don't know. Now, what she really wants is a room, Mother. Uh, maybe she could have roses after things get moved out. I already rented it. We're full up, Miss. Well, don't you have any idea where I could find her? No, I don't. But if I hear from her, I'll tell her that you came by. You don't even know my name. What is it? Martin. Okay, Mrs. Martin. Goodbye. Well, thanks. Goodbye, Mrs. Lewis. Why'd you brush her off like that? Because we don't want any friends of Rose's or her husband snooping around until we can get rid of the body. When are you going to do that? Tonight. Looking at our new international pickup, huh? Like to go for a spin? Okay, fasten your safety belt. Here we go. Notice how she handles the turns? The new international pickup has a wider track than the two largest selling pickups. A lower center of gravity, too. You can feel the difference? Oh, yeah. Well, we call it the other pickup because it's definitely not like the others. When you buy a new international pickup, you get four Firestone gas-saving steel-belted radial tires on most models. No extra cost. They're worth $290, suggested retail price. It's a special promotion we're having until July 20th. Well, here we are back. Oh, yeah, I'll be here tomorrow. Hey, here, uh, have a free tire gauge. Just for stopping in at a participating international dealer. You know, correctly inflated tires help you get better mileage. Okay, see you tomorrow. Hey, uh, uh, thanks for stopping in. As I went down the front steps after the door of Mother Lewis's boarding house closed behind me, I let out a big sigh of relief. I'm frank to admit the woman scared me. I was sure she'd just as soon shoot a person as think about it. There were a couple of other things I was pretty sure of, too. One was that Mother Lewis had been lying to me about having rented Rose's room. The other was that the girl she called Madeline was no Sunday school teacher. I'd driven to Mother Lewis's in my own car and had parked it in front of the place. Now I got back in it, drove to the end of the block, turned the corner and parked on Pine Street where I'd noticed a phone booth. Chris Modiga, Brad. I just left my mother Lewis's place. I'm parked around the corner a block away. Were you able to rent a room? No. She said Rose Reynolds has moved and that her room's already rented and the place is full up. But I suspect something's going on. Listen, if you think it's okay, I'll stick around and keep an eye on the place. One of Mother Lewis's boarders dropped the fact that Rose's things are still in her old room. I figure she might come back to get them, and if so, I could tailor. Good thinking. Hang in there, but be careful. I'll leave right now and join you. Okay, Brad. Thanks. I'm parked on the north side of Pine Street, just around the corner from 12. See ya. Uh, been here for over two hours. <laughs> Hope I didn't bring you away from all that paperwork on a wild goose chase, Brad. I don't think so. Your hunch is probably a good one. Now that it's dark, we may see some action. 
Well, it could be. Of course, it is possible that Rose has heard that the pawn shop owner's name on which day she might send someone else to the first time. There's a car pulling up in front of the house now. Look out, Pat. He's getting those footsteps. Sure in a hurry. Didn't even close the door. Well, they were sure expecting him. Somebody opened the door already. Can you make out who it is? Uh, Mrs. Dart. Oh, it's Madeline, the, the girl I told you about. She's taking a suitcase down to the car. Probably Rose's stuff. Wait, look, look. The driver's backing out of the front door as though he's carrying the end of something heavy. Oh, that, that's Mother Lewis. So that's the old girl. It looks like they're carrying one of those uh, big laundry bags, like uh, hotels or factories use. The way they are staggering with that load, there's something heavier than laundry in it. The stuff in it, and in the suitcase of roses, she must be furnishing a whole apartment someplace. Is it too early to move in on it? Yeah. I want to tell them to where if they're taking that stuff. we got to be sure. The ride turned out to be a long one. After driving about a half an hour beyond the residential section of the city, they led us to an abandoned rock quarry. Mother Lewis's car turned into the big yard, but Captain Willis and I rolled on for about a quarter of a mile. We stopped, he killed the headlights, radioed for a backup car, then swung back to within three or four hundred yards of the quarry. We got out of the car and sneaked over to within some fifty feet of where Mother Lewis and the driver were half carrying, half dragging the heavy laundry bag. Madeline was carrying the suitcase. We listened and watched. <laughs> oh, no, be, be careful where you step. And, and don't get too close to the, the edge of the when we dump this in the pit. Don't worry, Mother Lewis. I'll be careful. <laughs> Good. Okay, Izzy. Yeah. Just a, just a few more steps. Yeah. Good evening, Mother Lewis. What? Who are you? Detective Willis, ma'am. That's a pretty heavy bag. You better set it down. Uh, who's she? I'm a police officer, too, Mr. I Willis. knew I shouldn't trust you the first time I laid eyes on you. Uh, by the way, Mrs. Lewis... Don't get any ideas. I just got your purse out of the car. I've got your gun as well as my own. Why, you... See what's in the laundry bag. And your driver, Dizzy Madison. Get your hands up. You too, young lady. How'd you know my name? Got a make on your car license, wise guy. Now then, all three of you, turn around. Captain. Yes, Chris? There's, there's a body in this bag. Okay, Mrs. Lewis. Whose? It, it's Mrs. Reynolds. Shut up, you jerk! Brady and Owens, Captain. Got your call for a backup. What can we do for you? Nice timing. Take the three of them in. Book the older woman and the girl on suspicion of robbery and murder. Book the guy on suspicion of being an accomplice. Yes, sir. Okay, you three. Hang behind your backs. Believe me, I was glad that day was over. We called the coroner to pick up Rose's body. The officers in the black and white backup car left with the three prisoners, and Captain Willis drove me back to 12th and Pine, where I'd parked my car. On the way, he said... You're quite a gal, Chris. Your assignment today took a lot of guts. You must be tired. Yeah. How about relaxing over a couple of drinks and a good meal? Oh, Captain, you are a mind reader. I'll, um, I'll take you up on that, providing, um... Providing what? Oh, providing that, uh, after dinner you'll, uh, come up to my place for a nightcap. Officer Mordica, you're a mind reader's mind reader. <laughs> I want that sinus medicine. Headache tablets? No, sinus medicine. Sinus tablets. Helps the headache and the pressure. Oh, you mean sign-off. Exactly. Headache pain is one thing. A sinus headache is something else. Sometimes your whole face can seem to throb with pain. 
You want relief. Take Sinoff tablets. S-I-N-E-O-F-F. The sinus medicine that gives you a full dose of pure aspirin plus a sinus drainer. Sinoff. The sinus medicine that helps relieve sinus pain while you drain. And Sinoff doesn't stop there. Have you tried Sinoff Sinus Spray, the fastest known form of sinus congestion relief? It works in seconds. That's Sinoff Sinus Spray. When sinus flares up, use Sinoff Tablets and Spray, only as directed. S-I-N-E-O-F-F. Sinoff. Exactly. Sinoff, the sinus medicines in the bright red box. I'm not serving. Close your eyes. Exercise your imagination. And join us again on our next presentation of The Zero Hour. Sisters of Satan, adapted for radio by Glenn Hall Taylor. Lee Merriweather was heard as Christina Munchkin. Featured in the cast were Marty Baguette, Jay Webb, Drew Hanson, Jim Bowles, and Herb Ellis. Zero Hour, created by J.M. Colas, directed by Don Hills, is produced in Hollywood for the Mutual Broadcasting System by Radio Productions Incorporated. Music is composed and conducted by Stanley B. Hoffman, Michelle Sherman, associate producer. This has been a presentation of the Mutual Broadcasting.